The key to success on the field and in your backyard is a comprehensive game plan. So if you're building a fence or a deck this year, trust a Turkstra coach to design, quote, or order the right materials for your project. Visit a Turkstra Lumber near you to learn more. From the Ticats Audio Network, this is the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Welcome back to the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Week 7 of the CFL, this is Game 6 for the Ticats coming up Toronto at Hamilton. The game day is Friday the 21st, 7.30 p.m. Uh, reminder, fans, you can always send your questions for Coach O to gameday at ticats.ca. We have a good question later on in this episode. Coach, it's great to see you. Congrats on your team's second consecutive win. Yeah, no, appreciate it. It's uh, Winning is fun. That uh, was a... Tough, tough turnaround there. Short week and a lot of lot of things that go into it. So super proud of everybody, coaches, the whole organization, players. Obviously, uh, great team win. Uh, put that in the rearview mirror and and let's go forward. Went out to Edmonton, like you said, on the short week, and a, a few things to me seem like they're trending in the right direction. You know, zero and three start, and there was a list of things that we were talking about that turnovers, penalties, and things, and now you've got some things on the right track. Maybe we start with the run game. Um, you had some games early in the season with very limited run game production, and now you've got a guy, specifically James Butler, and I know that the run game is bigger than one man, but, boy, he's he's making a difference in these games. Can you talk about you know, what's allowed for so much success and such a change in that run game? Well, first of all, he's, you know, he's just a phenomenal person that works hard. You know, you, when you acquire somebody like that, it's easy to talk about the tangible skills that you're acquiring and that he's, you know, X, Y, and Z. But you you always have to wait and kind of see what kind of person you have, the character, the work ethic. How does he respond to adversity? Does he play through pain? Uh, there's so many things that you don't know when you acquire a player or a person. And um, he's been... Um, better than advertised in that area as far as um the high achievement here lately i think there is a, a more of a commitment to the run and i think that bodes well for for most backs sometimes you know if you're a scat back and you've got quick burst sometimes you only need a few carries and you can you can make something big out of it i'd put McAllister, i'd put tyreek kind of in that category um, but other other backs uh you know i think you, it takes a little bit right it's no different than you you know Although you probably didn't want to get smacked hard, but you know, once you got your first tackle or things like that, you kind of start getting lathered up a little bit. So, um, and also, like you said, it's a collective effort. You look up front, you're starting to see some movement consistently, not sporadically. You're starting to see a little bit of consistency there, um, a little bit of a little bit more physicality, and I think all that bodes well. Yeah, we'll talk about the O line too. I mean, you had seven O line in this game, and seemed like seemed like you stayed pretty healthy up there. They allowed two sacks, but they were part of that strong run game too. I mean, early in the season, not only did you, not only was there uh, trouble getting pressure, uh, preventing pressure on your quarterback, but you had injuries like crazy up there. You said more physicality. Is that group, that front five, are they? You you see them tangibly getting better as well? Yeah, I think anytime you can have some cohesiveness there, it's uh, yeah, it's something that helps. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, the players make the plays. You got to do it collectively. If somebody messes up up front, then, you know, there's there's somebody that's penetrating a gap and then, you know, you're behind the sticks and it's second and 12. So it is a collective effort. And I think there's consistency. I think that's the key word. There's a little bit more consistency there. And I think 
when you fire off the rock, you know, it, you're going to see you're either physical or you're not right. Yeah. When you're, when you're past setting, it's a different technique. And so I think, um, I think we're starting to, starting to get it. And, and part of getting it is being healthy. And, you know, I think getting Riley back out there, um, was, was a big help. And, you know, the big thing is just not to rest, right? We haven't arrived. We're not there. Uh, it's a long season. You know, this will be, you know, after this game, this will be a third of the season. All of a sudden, you get your third of the third of the way in. And then you, uh, you know, you, you reevaluate, see where you're at. Yeah. The you're right. It does. I, I uh, my locker used to be in the O-line cache of lo- the locker room, if you remember. And I was I was mm-hmm. whatever indoctrinated into that corner of the space. Those guys. I was sick and tired of hearing them complain about how little we ran the ball because it helps those guys, <laughs> you know, whatever. And I, I can't speak to the intimacies of, of why that is other than just, you know, they get to run forward, like you said, instead of catch everything back. And uh, it seems like in that in Edmonton, you could see that old line. They were free, man. They were able to if you can take off the ball like that. You know it that that de- that defense, especially the front four, of that defense has to be more honest uh, in their in their. Uh, they can't tee off uh, on a on a pass rush every single play. Um, just just as the offense kind of gaining a little bit of cohesiveness, a little bit of balance as the season progresses. I think so. I think there's a, a better understanding of what we're doing, and I think. Um, you know, receivers are, you know, they're asked to do a lot right now. You know, they're in their, they're in their blocking and I think they're willingly doing it and, it and it's showing, you know, we're making the edges a little bit longer and that sort of thing. But I think, you know, offensively, there's a better understanding of what it is we're trying to accomplish. We have a better understanding of who we are, people's strengths and weaknesses. And then after that, then you add the game plan. But I think slowly we're having our own identity versus just always reacting to the team that we're playing and then what scheme are we putting in. It's like, no, I don't really care about your scheme um, as as much as we maybe had in the past. We're, this is what we're going to do, and you're going to have to prove you can stop it. And then we'll adjust our game plan mm-hmm. accordingly. That's great. So you've, you found this balance, James Butler – and Tyreek McAllister, describe the differences between those guys and how you how how that how they fit into your game plan in different ways. Uh, I would say that they're just change of pace, change of pace backs that um, just complement each other well. I think Tyreek has the ability to to maybe play a little bit of receiver also. Uh, he stretches the field a little bit different. He hits the hole a little bit different. Um, and you know it's still unveiling itself. He hasn't got uh, a ton of a ton of carries, but it does take a little bit off of of James, right? Sometimes it's easy to say run it, but you know once you have a you know a ten yard run, a seven yard run, you you get knocked off one time, and that sort of thing happens. Um, you you need a break, and your break can't always be a pass. And so when you have a change of pace guy like that, all of a sudden you're wearing somebody down and maybe you run an outside zone. You get keep that D-line moving. Uh, while you may get stopped, you're still having them run sideline to sideline. And as you know, Luke, you've been around so long that, you know, some plays just set up other plays. If you don't run it, regardless of um, the amount of yardage gained on it, um, you're not really – some plays set up other plays. Let's just say it like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So things are trending right, but then of course you get you get Matt Shields, who's who's uh, can't finish that game. Taylor Powell comes in, not bad to come in and throw a, a touchdown on your first pass. That was uh, well received, I think, by Ticat fans. Uh, if if he's the guy who's going to take the field this week and going or going forward, uh, what can Ticat fans expect from from Taylor Powell? Well, that he's going to leave it on the field. He loves football. He is a um, a natural leader. He's going to work at it. You know, you can't, uh, you know, he's not going to be perfect. But I can tell you this, that he's not going to skip any steps uh, behind the scenes. He's going to be in the building, grinding, working, um, accepts hard coaching, is hard on himself, but gives himself enough grace. Uh, he he just kind of has uh, a little bit of that it when it comes to to playing the quarterback position, but also is very humble in that he knows he doesn't know it all. Um, so that's what I, you can expect. This, you're going to have to just really not judge everything on every throw and, ex, and you know, the expectations, right? Mm-hmm. As he plays more, there's going to be a book on him, right? So sometimes quarterbacks come in and do really well, and then all of a sudden you get D coordinators and, and other teams staring at every little habit that you have, and it's the ones that can survive that and still produce and not have a four or five pick game and can get through it that I've found throughout this league that, find a way to have longevity yeah he struck me and we didn't you know we don't have a great sample size yet uh but it struck me as a guy who it's not it's not too big for him he came in he was he was appeared relatively calm kind of you never know when when it's when it's because of an injury that that the backup comes in you get 45 seconds maybe depends how long the guy's on the field for you and then all of a sudden you're in and yeah. I find that that can be that can be jarring, uh, but for him it seemed like it's it wasn't uh, wasn't too big. Is that is that is that the personality that you that you would uh, uh, attribute him with? Yeah, and that's how I mentioned it after the game. I just the moments don't seem too big for him, um, and that's not of arrogance. That's confidence in himself, uh, just respect for the game and and studying. And it's you know confidence in my opinion comes from preparation. And if you're prepared, then you just go perform. Uh, it doesn't mean it always goes how you plan, but it's no different than taking a test, right? If you put the time in, you're not squirming in your seat. You just take the test. It doesn't mean you get an A, but you're not going to fail, you know, most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it's the times you're not prepared and you've taken some shortcuts and maybe skimmed some chapters where you're like, oh, I hope this one doesn't show up because I didn't spend a lot of time on that. And sometimes you win. And sometimes, you know, it's the first two questions. You're like, oh, damn it, you know, but mm-hmm. that's kind of what it is. You you prepare. You can't, you know, you don't want to overprepare. You don't want to paralyze yourself because you're not going to know it all. You got to filter it. And at the end of the day, you got to play the game. So you prepare, you perform, play the game, and you, and you go for Ws. That's great. Let's get to a fan question here related to the QBs. This one's from Dave in Hamilton. Okay, this is two quarterbacks injured. This is very common in the CFL. Dave asks, I've always wondered, is it a hard decision to decide who starts after injuries? If Bo comes back, or also if Matt Schiltz comes back, are they automatically the starting quarterback again? again, 
or is it Powell's job and will he stay there if he plays well? Thanks and go Ticats. Dave from Hamilton. Dave, that's a great question. And I think, I don't think there's a cookie cutter answer to that. Like yes or no. Yes. If Taylor plays well, he will be the guy. Why would we break it up? Or no, it makes perfect sense. When Bo's our guy, we went and got him for a reason. He will be the starter. Uh, we will make that decision um, off of what we see and off of our gut when that arises. So it could be a case where, yeah, it's very clear uh, what we should do. Um, but there might be a case where uh, somebody's playing extremely well and we'll have a tough decision. Maybe they play both. Uh, I think the most prevalent example I can remember of that is Casey Printers winning the MOP in 2012. For the BC Lions, um, Dave had gotten hurt, Dickinson, and in the Grey Cup, Dave Dickinson started. Now, you'd have to ask Wally Buono, you know, why that was or whatnot, but I thought that was an interesting choice, and I don't have any judgment on what was right or wrong. Um, so there's a guy who's the all-time winningest coach that for his football team at that time, you got to believe that's the decision he made, and so I got to believe, and my hope is that it is tough that Taylor comes in there and plays well and we win games, and we have to make that tough decision, Dave. Um, but to tell you what way I'm trending right now, I'd be misleading uh, you and everybody else. Insightful question. Thanks, Dave. Again, Ticat fans and listeners, you can send any question for Coach O to game day at ticats.ca and we choose one every episode to ask coach and thanks it's been a fun part of our uh, episodes here i got my history wrong there's no way that was 2012 no (laughs) chance that would have been 2000 it was 2004 so you can google that 2004 12 would have been the 100th great cup in toronto um yeah so uh there i just caught myself nice i wasn't able to catch it because i came in up here at 2013 and i couldn't remember if that was right or not. <laughs> All right. Good, well, the least thing I, the least I can do is uh, remind you what you were doing, and that was uh, it, reminding everybody what this is, who this is sponsored by. So go for it. There you go. The Coach O Show <laughs> with Luke Tasker is presented by Turkster Lumber. Check out the project coaches at Turkster Lumber. They can help with every part of your home reno, from designing a deck to ordering a new front door. Learn more at TurksterLumber.com. Coach, on to Toronto. They're coming to Tim Hortons Field uh, end of this week. The last undefeated team uh, in the league. What's it, what's it take to beat a team like that? Well, they're doing a phenomenal job of jumping on people um, early. And they're very physical. They're the defending Grey Cup champions. They're confident. Even when people get up on them, that you can tell that there's a belief. Uh, yeah, they're clicking. They're, they're solid in three phases. Uh, I find that they're not beating themselves. They they run the ball high, very effectively mm-hmm. uh, where their quarterback's not having to drop back 40, 45 times. Um, yeah, and it's boded well for them. And, you know, they, uh, you know they've, they've had to, you know, they've, they've withstood whatever they've went through. And so we've, we're going to have a big challenge ahead. But, shoot, uh, division, game, they're probably the, the best team in the league currently. You want to find out where you're at? Let's, let's <laughs> this is what you want. Yeah. The yeah, they get out to early leads and and the net result of the Edmonton game was of course positive, t- tons of good like we've already talked about, but it was a slow start for your team. What do you what's the game plan to to avoid a slow start at home versus Toronto? 
just to capitalize you know like we start part of that starting slow was you know we muffed the opening kickoff yep. and that's well, what i'm most proud of though is shoot on the road short week could have turned on each other could have said hey, what the heck you know all there was was support for that player that person um and you know we rebounded we always talk about adversity response so we just have to take advantage of our opportunity. And if that's a back and forth game, we need to win the battle of field position. That means we got to punt the ball a little bit better, better placement, um, and just let it work itself out versus being backed up all the time. Sometimes the points aren't going to show up because their other team may be winning the battle of field position and pinning you deep where you get a couple of first downs, but you're punting from your own 30 or 35, maybe 40, and you just can't get the field flipped. And so it's during those times where you just can't be giving up you know, touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So um, it's about keeping the ball on offense, getting off the field. And then obviously when you do have to punt or cover, um, you got to be highly effective on special teams. Yeah. The such a different uh, layout for the CFL season this year. And I can't remember, honestly, if you and I have discussed this point yet or not, but we've been talking about it on the Ticats audio network that you're East, you're loaded in the East to start the season. And it was, it felt like it was never that way when I played. I don't know. It felt like you had a long runway into the East division games. And in three weeks from now, which will be the halfway point of the season, almost not even you'll have played twice against each, each of your East division opponents. It's a little different. I mean, the season, it's going to take shape quicker than other years. And it's almost like you've got to be, you got to find your rhythm and find your A game. Your team's got to be on top of things way earlier than sometimes it does. It's a little different, wouldn't don't you think? Yeah, it's it's definitely a different thing, but but I can tell you that from the inside out, we're going to play the next team on the schedule. Do we know it's Eastern to say that we don't know that? That's no, that's not what I'm saying. We we definitely are aware of that. It is a different thing, but at the end of the day, if you keep winning, no matter who it is, East or West, when you look up yeah, you may have won or lost a season series or something in the East, and could that be the difference between a home playoff game or a bye? Uh, absolutely. Is that important? Absolutely. But the most important thing is to win. The you know, And I think uh, winning close games, that's really what, what matters. When you find a way to do that, um, even if the other team has the momentum at the end like Edmonton did and things weren't going, it still becomes a close game. As long as you're on the winning side of those close games, it, it does bode well, and it doesn't really matter which division uh, of team you're playing. Mm -hmm. Well, Coach, good stuff. I appreciate your time and your insight, and good luck in this, uh, in this week as you prep for a great home game at Tim Hortons Field this Friday night. I will see you there. Awesome. Thanks, Luke. Thanks. Another episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is in the books. Let us know your thoughts. Email us at gamedayatiecats.ca. Coach O and Luke are back next week to discuss the latest from the locker room. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.